Hello, welcome to the Eric Kids Podcast by 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 Jessica. <laughs> I'm having a nighttime coffee and this is another nighttime podcast, so I apologize in advance if I'm a bit weird. Um this is a very late coffee for me. Um in the last pregnancy, I got really paranoid about how much coffee I was drinking thinking that was affecting the size of the baby. And I got loads of advice about it. And at the time I was writing my novel, Sunset, and I needed to be awake to do that. So I did resort to a lot of coffee. And I'm not talking instant coffee. No, 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 no. I'm talking, you know, flat white from a nice coffee shop type coffee. And I probably had maybe mm, on a busy day, four, four, which is too much. So this time I'm trying to cut down. Not that I think it did affect the size of 10, who ended up being a healthy 6'5", which is the same weight as Donnie Amargo, but his weight went down very quickly. So I actually think it was mainly water, but that's a different a different topic. Anyway, I don't think coffee affected his weight. But this time, I'm not, I, I, I'm not drinking as much coffee shop coffee. I'm drinking a bit more Nescafe because times are tight. Times are tight. Times, something about time and money. And I can afford one nice coffee a day. And then I'm trying to cut back on my little things like that. You know, three pounds is enough to be spending on a nice coffee a day. And then you want to, you know, rein that in. Anyway, it's been a busy day, busy few days, actually. Mainly with parenting, not with um, career which is a nice, nice, I'm not complaining. It's it's half term, which I did have a huge amount of anxiety about. We did go to the dreaded Legoland and I can confirm it was ridiculously expensive and I actually feel quite stupid for going. We made a huge mistake on the way there. I took BB because Alfie's touring and, oh God, on the way there, we got the wrong train to Paddington where you get the actual big train to Windsor and we ended up not thinking we were talking. It was Valentine's Day, so we were a bit preoccupied thinking about, you know, why haven't we got nice text messages yet? Actually, I did manage to get a nice text message, but we were just talking about, you know, boys and things and then Donnie and Margot were doing their usual, um, if you could have any food in the world, what food would it be? If you could have any type of cutlery in the world, what would it be? Would you choose a spoon or a fork? Meanwhile, me and Bibi are trying to have, you know, talk about emoticons with boys and how important they are in the relationship to use emoticons. And before we knew it, we had missed a stop. And Donnie pointed out that we were at Wembley Park, which is nowhere near Paddington. And actually on the tube line, the distance from between these two stops is the longest distance on the entire tube map. So we ended up being quite late for our train in Paddington after getting up at 6am in anticipation of getting to Legoland early. So I was quite enraged, actually. I was really angry that I'd been that stupid. And it was my fault at the end of the day. Because it's not Donnie's responsibility to make sure we get the right Hammersmith and City line. It's not Bibi's responsibility because she's my guest to Legoland. It's not Margot's because she's five. So it was all on me and I did not handle that well. And I had to do a lot of deep breathing. And I was judged by a woman on the train because I 
when Donnie asked for the second time, what's my favourite Beyblade? You know, this is a question I get asked multiple times daily. And I just, I didn't flip. I didn't shout. I just said, Donnie, it's not time for that baby question quite firmly. And this mother looked, well, not this mother, this woman, she might have been a mother, but she looked at me like, what kind of mother are you? And I did feel quite bad. I wanted to say to her directly, look, we've been up since six. Legoland is a big day for us. And I just made us miss uh, a tube stop. And now we have to go back. It's about 45 minutes added onto our journey. I'm already leaving a baby behind. I don't want to leave the baby behind, but he can't come to Legoland because he can't go on the rides. And I'm quite heavily pregnant. I don't really want to go to Legoland anyway, but I'm doing this to try and make my kids love me. And please don't judge me for telling my kid off about asking the same question. You haven't heard him ask it for, for previous times. Okay. Today already. So please just stop looking at me like that. I didn't say that to her. I wish I had. Legoland was ridiculous. The queues were 60 minutes for each of the good rides. The shit rides, you can just, you know, five minute, 10 minute queues, that's fine. So I thought, okay, let's do three good rides and three shit rides and then go home and try and be home for the baby by three. That did not pan out as I thought. So the main ride, there was a 60 minute queue and there was nothing to do in the queue. They usually have things, you know, games to distract the kids. But obviously because of COVID, there's no Lego to play with. And I didn't factor in that I can't go on any of the rides because I'm pregnant. So, and not, and, and I, I, I thought, okay, well, can I actually, is it going to be a really difficult ride? Do you think it's going to actually affect the baby? Is it going to be okay? Um, but I didn't want to risk it, which for reasons I'll get to later. So BB, I queued with them. I put in the hard work of the queue and then I would back out last minute. So we did that a few times. One of the main rides, by the time they got out, so we spent 65 minutes queuing and the ride lasted about five to 10 minutes maximum. It also included some kind of like Lego short movie thing. Very short. I mean, what, what are we all doing there? And then by the time we left, the time for that queue had gone up to 75 minutes. 75. And all these people just going straight towards that queue, ready to stand in it with their sandwiches, with their snacks. Just what were we thinking going to Legoland in half term? And I did it March 2020, just before the pandemic. And to be honest, and this is me being really bitchy, I don't think anything had really changed in Legoland since 2020. It didn't look very clean. The Lego looked a bit faded. It looked like it, Legoland had, had suffered too in the pandemic. So good for Legoland that so many people were there on this first day of half term. It was not worth it. And I regret going and spending that amount of money and not driving. And it just, I, I feel a bit silly for going really, but they, the kids are so sweet. They just, they're so grateful for any, anything a bit different, I think. And we got them um, some mini figurines from the Lego shop and you can choose, you can choose the outfits for the little Lego man, which is always my, the best bit, I think. And um, we collect them at home. Well, my, we actually can't keep Lego at our flat anymore because of the baby, which is a thing I didn't really predict happening. I didn't realize that if you have children of different ages, certain toys are going to be death hazards and you can't have them anywhere near your new baby. So all the Lego is at my mum's flat and my mum collects these little Lego mini figurines on our behalf for us and keeps them safe. And um, 
Margot obviously chose three exactly the same one. You can choose three in a little pack. And Margot did the same, same Lego figurine woman who looks a bit like Elsa from Frozen three times. So I said, okay, you can't have three of the same. I'm going to make one. So I made a little figurine of me, but like a, a woman with brown hair. I think my hair's blonde, but whatever. Brown hair in plaits with a red beanie and a kind of American baseball type shirt. And I'm giving it to Alfie for when he goes to Australia as a goodbye present. And then I said to Margot, okay, you have to put that one back. So you know, I'm using my, I, I want one for me. And I thought she'd put it back. But anyway, when we got home, I realized she had stolen one. So what do I do? <laughs> I'm quite, I got this kind of, I don't like thieves as a rule. So I don't know what to do about her, you know, she had no qualms about taking this Lego figure. She 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 wanted it and she took it. And she pretended, I didn't understand, mummy. I thought that you meant just put it away. I didn't realise you meant put it back. And I said, no, no, no. I said, put it back. Like we're not buying it. She said, I didn't understand. But I could see that she did understand and her lips were curling up. She understood. She's a clever little girl. She gets what she wants. So one of the rides I did go on was called the Dragon, which is in a um, a castle type thing, and it was funny because when me, Bibi, Margot, and Donny got on the ride, and it was so slow and sweet, and there was just like Lego things popping out at us and trying to scare us, but we laughed. I even took a video of Oh, Donny, look how scary this is! Isn't it scary? And he did his really funny. No, mummy, it's not scary. God, seven-year-old sweet kind of um, fake faking frustration face at me. And um, then suddenly it turned into a full-on roller coaster. And I was terrified. Donnie was shaking. Margot was screaming. I honestly thought, well, I've just killed the baby. I've just, I've just killed the baby inside me because I thought this was a simple little sweet ride, but no, it's a, it's a death trap. And I've just, what, I, what, what have I done here? Why, how embarrassing? And I was wearing a big coat, so I can't blame Legoland for not realizing I was pregnant and letting me on this ride. I don't think I actually was allowed on the ride, but I thought, oh, I'll be fine. It's just, I cannot believe I was that stupid. And it just made me think about paranoia in pregnancy and accidents and thinking back to my previous pregnancies and the, oh, sorry if that was my stomach rumbling. Um, uh, yeah, so it made me think of previous experiences of these little accidents that you just kind of get yourself into. And then you're like, what? Why did I do that? I've just almost killed the baby because I was stupid. And they're just so human. It just happens and there's nothing you can do about it. So the first time that happened... And and to be to be just to just to you know relax everyone. I think the baby's fine. It's continued to kick. It, it, I didn't bang it or anything. And the roller coaster might have just been a fun thing for him to, or her to experience. You know, so whatever. I think it's fine. I think everything's fine. I think the baby's fine. Um, but when I was pregnant with Donny, I was seven months pregnant. It was at Edinburgh Festival in a rented flat for the duration of the festival. And I, you know, at night when you need a wee and you don't really think about it and you think you're at home and you you know your route to the bathroom when you're at home, but 
in this rented flat in my in my sleep. I didn't really think about the route to the bathroom as as much. So in the middle of the night, I went to the loo and I banged into a door handle. And this wasn't just any door handle, I maintain. This was a very, very it well, I I think it looked like a knife, the door handle. It was very long and metal. It was like a really long cylinder knife door handle. And I it was it was really painful and I was sure I had killed the baby. Like adamant. I and I and I was I was seven and a half, eight months pregnant. Oh my God, it ruined the last bit of my pregnancy. And I feel so stupid now for thinking that, but it really did worry me. I, you know, Googled everything. I even went to get an emergency scan when I was back in London. I went to a astrology shop and I bought a pregnancy crystal that I would, I would hold in my hand the entire time to try and give the baby strength or healing powers or whatever. And I had a bruise on my tummy. So it really did make an impact on me. I had a bruise and it was, it felt really hard. And I just was like, sure, I had done something just devastating. And I thought I'd brain damaged the baby, basically. I thought I must have rebounded, the door handle must have rebounded, rebound, rebounded into its brain and either made it brain dead or just dead. And I, Oh my God, the last two months, appalling. But it was okay in the end. The doctor actually, when I went in for the emergency scan, kind of laughed at me. And I said, but I've got a bruise. You know, it must've been quite a significant bump because there's a bruise, you know, you see? And he was like, no, the baby's very well protected. Don't worry. But still, you can't let go of these little, I just was sure, I was sure. Then when I was pregnant with Margot, when I was sorry, I just thought I, I thought something Sonny was coming to the room. Um, when I was pregnant with Margot, I was at the park with Donnie, and there's this really big slide, a slide that I had never gone on before. I was eight months pregnant with my second child, but I just suddenly was worried that Donnie wasn't getting enough out of this park experience, and soon I'd have a new baby, and I wouldn't be able to really, you know, do the park thing like I had with him on his own. And so I just thought, this. Go on the big slide. Let's go on the big slide. Didn't think about it. Just blindly went up the steep, sandy hill to the big top of the slide and put him on my lap, rode down the slide, slid down the slide, sorry, and fell off the bottom. And Donnie collided with my bump and I bashed onto the floor, which was sand. So I just went down, slid down the slide with Donnie. He bashed into my stomach backwards and I just collapsed onto the floor, which was sand, a real big thud, my whole body weight. And I, again, was sure I'd killed the baby, but I didn't. And I did Google loads of stuff about, you know, accidents when you're pregnant. There were so many stories about car doors, slamming the car door into your bump, falling down the stairs, because obviously your balance is slightly impeded. And you just, I was so many stories about stairs and car doors and I'm, um, they were all fine. The babies were all fine. So I think if you are worried about an accident you've been having recently like that, I think, you know, try and relax about it. The baby is quite cushioned apparently. 
And I have had a few mishaps, like well, early on in this pregnancy, actually, I was reading Donnie and Margot and Tan a bedtime story. Donnie, for some reason, wanted to sit in between my legs and rest his head on my stomach. And I was probably about 12 weeks pregnant. Wasn't thinking about the, the baby inside me yet as a real thing. I just was like, I was so busy and I just wasn't really thinking about protecting that little thing inside me yet. And Donnie laughed or something and he threw his head back like so hard for some reason. I don't know why. He didn't obviously mean to hurt me, but his head collided with my pubic bone and what I thought was my lower abdomen. And something just clicked and I started howling with tears and I was in pain, but it was more the fear, I think. I was just so terrified that I hadn't hadn't been thinking. I just hadn't been thinking about the safety of the one inside me. I'd been too preoccupied and busy and I hadn't been safe enough. And that's so, you know, it, it ended up being okay, but I, I couldn't stop crying. I had to get, you know, Alfie to come and like, like it's just ridiculous level of, and I, and they didn't understand. And I had to kind of laugh it off and say, oh, it's fine. I'm fine. You know, but I just, I just couldn't stop crying. And I, it was just this, it was like a valve had just been unleashed or whatever. I don't even know that's the right language. Sorry, I'm too tired. Um, but I just, yeah, couldn't stop crying. And it ended up being fine, obviously. Well, I hope. I mean, I haven't met this baby yet, but I mean, the, it's continued to grow, at least, in the small way that it has. So, yeah, there's so many things that can make you fearful and worried that everything's not going to be okay. But if you look at the the amount of babies out there that have had car doors slammed into them in, in utero, I think you, you can be rest assured that it will be fine. Um, so. Very excitingly today, I had my, uh, I don't know how often I have them. I have them as much as, it, I have them as, as frequently as needed so that it's not horrifically painful. And I'm talking about waxing down below. I have it not like ridiculously frequently. Like I don't have it on the dot every six weeks like you're, you're told to. But I try. I don't know why. I don't know why I do it. I just do it. I'm just, that's the way I like it. I'm, don't judge me. I don't judge you. I like pubic hair too. But this is just my preference. And um, again, I forget I'm pregnant when I go in. And they haven't really noticed before this time. And they, as soon as I went in and said, I'll go wax at 10, they were like, how pregnant are you? And I was like, oh, quite pregnant. Yeah, quite pregnant. Thought they would have noticed before, they didn't. And they didn't have any qualms about doing it when I was like, you know, heavily pregnant, it's fine. The baby did really kick quite a lot during this wax. And I had taken some paracetamol before to try and like ease off the pain and stuff. But it was, um, it didn't remind me of when I gave birth to Margot because I was fully bald when I gave birth to Margot. And there are photos of the moments after she was born. <laughs> The, the like surgical gown I wore uh, had ridden up where my bump would have been and then I just hadn't pulled it back down when she was, when I had, was holding her. So there are, you don't really notice, but if you zoom in to these photos of me holding Margot kind of sweating and crying with happiness, 
there's like this little bald triangle in all of the photos. <laughs> and I'd shared these photos, not online, I don't think. I hope not online, but with family and, and stuff. And now I realize I had been showing them my bald vagina. Also, it was quite funny when I, I remember when I was examined for Margot, somebody made a doctor, I think, made a comment about the lack of pubic hair. <laughs> As if it was a the first time he'd ever seen it, which was quite funny. And I suddenly felt like what I had done was just so silly. I felt so silly. And it wasn't his intention at all, but I guess it does look a bit strange to have made a decision to go and get like no hair to have to birth your child. It's, it's, you know, I just want things to be clear for the doctors. I just want it to be obvious what's happening down there. The waxer, my waxer, I've actually now had her three times and she's really, really nice. She is amazing because she's just so open about not wanting kids. I haven't asked her. She's just kind of, she's noticed that I've been pregnant over the last, well, however many months. And has just been very vocal and forthcoming with her information about why she doesn't want children. And it's not like she doesn't like children. Um, but she was joking about how half term is, is great because there's no kids on the bus and how she doesn't have to rush to work. And it, it's, it, you know, sometimes the kids are in the salon and that's a bit, you know, like it's funny. But she's just really frank about not wanting them and, oh, no, 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 that's not for me. And no, I don't think so. I don't think I'll change my mind. And, oh, that's great. How many do you have? And when I told her I was my fourth pregnancy, um, she was kind of slightly like, wow, that's like, that's slightly mental. And I had to be like, oh, yeah, haha. just kind of that's my my default response now when people say, oh, wow, that's a bit that's a bit much. I just don't know what else to do rather than just laugh it off. I don't want to be like, well, no, I've, ju I've chosen this. I want this. This is my, I, I, I want to be a mother and I want to have, I wanted to have multiple children and, and this is what's happening. And yeah, haha, it's mental. That's just, you know, the easiest way to just continue the conversation without it being awkward. But I just really respect it. I really respect women who don't kind of have any judgment about my decision and I don't have any judgment about theirs and they're just really open when you meet them. It's lovely. Those kind of situations only happen though when your your vagina is out and you're in their, their delicate hands. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my vagina's ready for birth, basically is what I'm saying. It's ready for a nice, clear, straightforward, hairless birthing experience. I've been getting a few messages about, um, more messages, I mean, about elective cesareans, which is quite terrifying now that I've done more research into it. And also having watched This Is Going To Hurt by Adam Kay, based on his book, which was very successful. Oh my God, don't watch it. This is my new version of One Born Every Minute, but I've seen One Born Every Minute. I've seen every episode of One Born Every Minute. I've done One Born Every Minute. This is like intense drama about birth and cesareans and trauma and Jesus Christ, don't watch it if you're pregnant. I can't stop. I'm about 20 minutes from the final end of the final episode. And it's so depressing, but so brilliant. So well done. So well written. Oh my God, it's so good. And the amount of cesareans you see in it. Oh, wow. They really get their hands deep. And I don't think I'm, I just don't think I can do that. I just don't think I can do that. 
that you never know. At least you can't see it when you're actually having cesarean. But now I've seen too many. I've seen too much. I know too much. Sorry to keep having pauses. It's because I've got to go out now. And so I've got to check that I'm not late. But don't worry. I'm not going anywhere right now. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was I did a nice post. Well, it wasn't a nice post. It was a post. I don't know if it was nice or not. For Valentine's Day. Um, to say how I love my boyfriend. And I did a few photos of us and the kids and I covered the kids' faces. So Donnie and Margot, seven and five, ten, one. That's their ages, by the way. I cover Donnie and Margot's faces, okay? Because it's just a discussion that me and Alfie had quite early on. Other people post about their kids all the time they post their full faces we see every single freckle and I love seeing those photos and I don't I you know I don't have any strong opinions about whether they should or shouldn't when it comes to my own kids I have found that when I do a rather intimate photo of us maybe in our family setting our home life I find it quite I just feel weird about it, basically. And the reason I'm talking about this is because somebody commented under the photo I did of the most recent one I did, basically, of Valentine's Day for Alfie. Um, why are you covering your kids' faces only 50% of the time? And then like a an annoyed emoticon. Or it was like a, not a question she, she, she points out. It was a rhetorical question. Anyway, I got annoyed. I just got annoyed. And I don't really, as you know, I don't really comment very much back. But this time I was like, no, 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 no. This is just like, I want to make it clear because it's not me covering their faces 50% of the time. I'm very, I have a rule about it. I know what I'm doing. I have a, a plan. So I thought, I'll just explain. <laughs> so I did a story saying, this is what I do. Um... And this is my choice. This is our choice as a as a as parents. So our rule is that we don't show Donnie and Margot's faces, and we do show the baby's face until the baby is changing and doesn't really look like a baby anymore. Because to be honest, most babies do look kind of similar. But then once they reach about eighteen months, you, they do really kind of come into their faces, and you they do look like that. Really, they that's what they look like. Whereas I think also having been pregnant for nine months and then the first stage of having a newborn and it's so about the mother obviously you're birthing a child who's got their own brain and their own personality and their own future life but they're so connected with you up until they're about one if not longer to be honest I still feel so so I feel like the whole birthing experience with 10 and everything to do with breastfeeding and He's still he's still so connected with me physically and emotionally. And I feel like his birth was two minutes ago. So I feel like it's my I feel like I'm allowed to still take ownership really of him as a baby and him being my property to show his face on Instagram or whatever. And when I don't feel like that, when I feel like, oh, no, he is him. That's him now. He's on his way he's on his path, then I think I won't post his face. But for now, I feel like, no, I'm showing you that I just had a baby and I want to, wanna, you know, this is me 
as a new mother to him and I'm going to I'm going to show that off whatever Instagram is for it's for showing off basically isn't it or crying but so that's my that's my thinking with Instagram I don't feel like Donnie and Margot have consented to it I don't think they understand it and it would be weird for them to turn 10 and then to know to look me up on Instagram and see that I've been posting their faces for the last 10 years I think that would be a bit creepy so that's why I don't do it and they're not old enough for me to say do you consent to me posting this photo of you? They're not old enough to do that and to be aware of what that means, that this photo is in the public domain forever. Other people all around the world can see this photo. So they're not old enough to consent yet. And that's why I cover their faces. And, uh, and, and, but, but they're still a huge part of me, so I feel like I'm allowed to post them, but just not show their faces. And that's my decision. And I don't know, sometimes I go back on it and I'm like, well, it'd just be so nice to show off this beautiful photo of him on a hill and his full face and his profile. That would be nice. And I get jealous of other mums, especially mums in the public eye who do it and they aren't afraid. I think I'm afraid of them getting recognised and taken away or I don't know, I'm just scared of that and what that means. I don't really, Instagram is still so new and young. I just, we don't know how it's going to turn out. I just, that's my opinion. And whenever me and Alfie have had heated debates about this topic, it does always come down to it's just it's not our decision. Like it's not our face. So it's just that that's that's the bottom line. And I just always feel a bit weird whenever I show a bit too much. I I always feel like that a bit icky. There's something about it. So that's my that's my rationale. And I commented back. I'm sorry if I was quite bitchy and I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast and that was you commenting and you didn't mean anything, but you know, you use that rolly eyed emoticon and that is, that, that makes me quite, you know, wanting to have a fight. So that's as, that's as much of a fight as I'm going to have on Instagram, I think. Okay. I need to go now. So I'm going to, I'm going to round this up. I had a swimming lesson with Tam the other day. This is only our second one, so I feel quite bad. And it did make me feel so guilty that I didn't do any of this stuff with Donnie and Margot because I was just busy and I didn't understand that you had to be so organized and book these lessons in advance and know the schedules of each of the club. And also with COVID, everything's a bit more rigid. You have to really plan what you're going to do with the baby and have, you know, book in all of the classes and stuff. So I've tried with 10 to do the classes because I really want to embrace embrace as much as I can while I can and with Donnie and Margot I think I was just a bit too manic with my career and worrying about everything and I still had amazing experience with them and I still did do the the clubs and the, the stay in plays and stuff but I didn't do any structured lessons and they didn't start swimming until this year last year um so with 10 I'm determined that he's going to be he's going to do swimming and be a good swimmer he's quite scared of the water to be honest anyway I went into the pool not really thinking about the fact that I'm quite pregnant and it's obvious. And the swimming teacher asked if I was, if this was going to be okay, so I'm going to have to jump with the baby and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Again, not really thinking. And she basically said, oh, this is your second. And I, I just didn't have the guts to be like, no, it's, no, it's, it's my, it's my fourth. It's my fourth. She was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be done, two and done. And I was like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny what you just, you 
you lie. I lie. Not you. I, I lie. Just every day to strangers, I lie. Anyway, I'm very grateful for you listening. And I hope that your pregnancy is going well if you are pregnant. Or if you don't want kids and you're listening, thank you for listening. That's very nice of you. And I'm flattered. Don't watch This Is Gonna Hurt if you're considering having a cesarean. That's my lesson. And if you want to show your kids' faces on Instagram, show your kids' faces. That's your decision. Try not to walk into any door handles, especially ones that look like knives. And do not go to Legoland. That's my main message of today's podcast. Thank you for listening and speak to you soon.